This is an ABC podcast. Hi, I'm Kaya Handley and you're listening to the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up, serving up the local stories you need to know today. These days, no matter how deaf a child may be, they've got every chance to end up speaking as well as anyone else. Deaf kids are getting their own specialist centre right here in the Hunter. Get ready to be hit in the feels. Let's get into it. Okay, pull out the tissues. Those videos that can pop up on the internet can make you howl happy tears. You know the one, kids having hearing devices turned on, hearing their parents' voice for the very first time. It's life-changing. Well, it's incredibly important if a child has hearing loss for them to get help as early as possible. People don't realise, but for a child's brain to develop properly, the input of sound very early on makes all the difference. Jim Hungerford there, CEO of the Shepherd Centre. They're about to open a hearing centre for kids in the Hunter. The vast bulk of children, about 98% of babies, are screened within the first couple of days of birth and then if they've got hearing loss, they're diagnosed and then referred on for help. Let's just take a moment to marvel at modern medicine. Jim says there's a lot of treatment options if your baby is diagnosed with hearing loss. People may not realise, but the life for children with hearing loss has changed dramatically over the last few decades. I struggle to know which one of my headphone thingies is not working as it should. How do you even test to see if a baby can or can't hear something? So when babies are asleep or drowsy, we play a a soft noise into their ears and then with electrodes on their scalp, you can actually pick up the little tick in their brain waves as they detect the sound. And then if you don't pick up that tick, then that indicates that there's something going on and you've got to do a much more detailed investigation. Jim says his team will work closely with the local children's hospital and NDIS providers to get their centre up and running. So can we expect some of those emotional videos coming from the Hunter? I have to tell you, if you ever have a chance to to look online and see um, switch-on videos for cochlear implants, it is just magical seeing the amazing differences in these babies. We do nothing else apart from helping babies with hearing loss, and so we're really, really looking forward to being in the Hunter and starting to be able to provide those services. It's been a monster few years. I'm not even going to try to list all of the insane things that have happened. But as we return to some kind of normalcy, we still have to remember the big old climate crisis slowly happening. So after COVID and everything, like between the lockdowns and that, these climate crises and conservation efforts, like the problems never stop growing. So now that we're all getting back into our routines, I'm just trying to bring awareness back to these issues. That's Mitch Drover. He was studying construction management at Newcastle Uni a few years ago when he found out exactly how wasteful the industry is. It was like a light bulb went off in his mind. Since then, he's been trying to think about how to give back and do his part for the environment. I have a mutual friend who he did a walk from Cairns to Manly last year. I didn't want to do the same route that he done and I hadn't heard anyone doing from Melbourne to Newcastle and it's perfectly like a thousand kilometres, which is exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> Mitch is on his walk right now from Melbourne to Newcastle to try to raise some money for Take Three for the Sea and the Australian Conservation Foundation. And now's kind of the perfect time. Yeah, well, it was either June or November <laughs> because of the uni breaks and stuff, I was like, oh, I really don't want to do it in the heat. So the cold (laughs) seemed like the best choice. 
That's right. Mitch is still at uni full-time, working on an architecture degree, and somehow the legend is managing to fit in just a casual 1,000k walk. Well, I'm just kind of framing it like a work day, so I, I kind of just get up at like 6, 6.30, like have my coffee, do all my routine, do my stretches, and then I start walking by 7.38. And then because I'm averaging about 40 kilometres a day at the moment, I usually go up until about 5, 5.30. Yeah, look... Not exactly your average work day, hey. What are you thinking about when you're just putting one foot in front of the other? Bloody hell, my foot hurts at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch should be getting into Newey in about a month's time. He's enjoying meeting locals on the way and raising awareness. He did try to convince his girlfriend to join him on the trip, but... Tried to get my missus to come, but she said she had the Wombat tickets up in Brisbane, so she had other <laughs> commitments. Seeing the Wombats is Basically, animal conservation. Am I right? If you thought you had a big weekend, spare a thought for what's going on in England. Long way from the hunter, the Brits are in party mode. It's 70 years since the Queen first took to the throne and the entire country is having a tribute to her. Well, it's been fairly epic. Um, <laughs> we've had a lot going on around Windsor, as you can imagine. It's been a real focal point for the Platinum Jubilee celebrations for, for the whole country, really. There are people with pictures of the Queen in their front windows and uh, corgi chocolates have been made and uh, <laughs> it's been... Fairly crazy. That's Miriam Allen. She grew up in Newey, but now she's one of the Queen's neighbours in Windsor. Not that she's popping over for a cuppa or anything, but she's a soprano, so she's celebrating Her Majesty in her own way. The concert we had here on Friday night in St George's Chapel, which is is inside the grounds of Windsor Castle, we had a, a very traditional kind of a classical music concert, a big, big choir of lots of local choirs amalgamated together. So how did the big show go? It was just, for me, one of the most wonderful things about this whole weekend has been hearing our gorgeous chapel absolutely bursting with music and with people again. It's so lovely to see everybody together and coming together for such a wonderful reason to, to celebrate Her Majesty's reign. Now, Lizzie couldn't make the do. She was probably busy having tea with Paddington Bear. But that didn't stop Miriam or anyone else from having a great weekend. People want to come together. They want to come together to celebrate Her Majesty the Queen and they want to come together again because a lot of people haven't seen a lot of their friends for a long time and it's lovely to see everyone back together. So now you know. Those are the key stories from the Newcastle and the Hunter today. This podcast is made in Mullumbimba on the land of the Awabakal people. We acknowledge these lands and that of the Waramai, Dakinjung and Wanarua peoples who make up the Hunter region. Remember to tell your friends, leave a review and let us know how we're doing. We'll be back tomorrow with your wrap of the stories you need to know from Newcastle and the Hunter.